need everyone's alertness uh, numbers so that we can have initiative order. Uh, mine's a three. Two. Two. One. At the top of initiative order with the highest alertness is Warden Beaumont. And uh, you hear a string of French cursing from the top of the mausoleum stairs. Uh, he hurriedly turns and runs to the door as he sort of uh, he makes some sort of incantation uh, and generates a, a little bit of light around him that you can if you're paying attention, you can see he's he's using as almost like sort of a magical flashlight to try to uh, get the lay of what's around him. And uh, you you hear him curse very heavily. And uh, he says, oh, OK, everybody, don't panic. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure this doesn't impact what you're doing down there. But the graveyard is moving. All right, we got to find that heartbeat. We got to shut it down now. All right. Uh, first on initiative is Albion. Albion rushes in. Thank you for finally doing it. Of course. Uh, well, you have your mag light on now, so that's pretty good. Um, so you can see, you can see Charlie and Baz. Uh, they were flung against something like they're flung against the crypt walls by this explosion of of magical energy and um they don't look very good especially because they're sort of in crumpled heaps on the ground and uh give me an alertness roll right now with a target of four okay that is a five okay Yep, people with wounds that hideous should not be moving that way. Are Charlie and Baz dead? Uh, you have reason to think so. Oh, god damn it. They are moving, however. And they are standing themselves back up. I told you idiots to stay in your fucking hotel. You do not get a response. All right, I'm shooting. All right. I have the regular shells loaded right now, so uh, I am aiming right at Baz. Uh, For our friend Baz, I'm very sorry when you listen to this. And, okay, with my guns rolled, that is an attack of six. Whoa. Holy crap. Well then, you definitely connect, and it definitely does some damage. Okay. All right, uh, and you are using a weapon three, I believe? Yep. So, uh, looks like their defense was a four, so that is going to punch five damage through. Okay. Nice. Um, well, is this Buckshot? Uh, yeah, it's Buckshot. Okay. Buckshot just rips through Baz, and you can tell that uh, Baz should probably have stopped moving right now, but gun physics don't work like they do in movies because bullets just kind of go very, very fast. So Baz isn't like blown backwards or anything. Baz is standing there now, kind of Swiss cheesed, 
and <laughs> still moving toward you. So, Dez's turn. Well, right. I found Baz and Charlie. Bad news, they're dead. Worst news, they're undead. All right, uh, can I do an investigation roll to try to find the source of the heartbeat? You certainly can. All right, that is an investigation of three. Okay. With, uh, I since I forgot to set a, a target, I'm going to say three was what I was going to set for that target. Um, with this, it is a booming bass, and bass is an omnidirectional sound, so it's it's a little harder to pinpoint where it's coming from, um, particularly when you're in a space like you're in. But you can tell that it's coming from inside of the crypt. You know that it's definitely inside the crypt. It's not like outside in the uh, rest of the graveyard. Okay, yeah, um, can, can, uh, she also do a movement, uh, to get deeper into the crypt? You will have to be moving past, uh, Charlie and Baz, and, uh, you'll have to try to be, you have to get past them, so you'll be sprinting to cross multiple zones, and you'll be doing so at a minus one as a supplemental action. Okay, is that an athletics rule? That is indeed an athletics role. So I'm going to say that to uh, you are trying to cross. Well, to get into the crypt area with them is going to be one zone worth of movement. Uh, they pose a uh, an obstacle to you. So to get past them, you're going to need an athletics of four because you also need to navigate um, around obstacles in that crypt room itself. It's pretty pretty tough going uh and you are at a minus one on this athletics roll so it's it's a lot of ground to cover um can i cast leganta instead to get them to not be as much of an obstacle you can definitely attempt to do that are you going to target a specific uh one of them or are you going to try to because i think it's it targets one thing okay um I, I suppose uh, since he's working on Baz, I'll try to look on to uh, Charlie. Fart. Okay. Uh, you don't have to roll to summon the power. You just have to roll the discipline to control it. And what is the strength of that particular maneuver? Uh, three. Okay. Awesome. Roll it. And that's a discipline. All right, that is a six. Yeah, ain't no problem. Mark one mental stress for casting it. Yes. Okay. Um, good. You picked, uh, you picked a good one to target with that. Uh, this is clearly the right place for you to be working your magic because there's plenty of spirits around and, uh, you, you especially, Albion, can see hands grasping out from just the crypt around and just sort of rooting Charlie in place, uh, or rather Charlie's undead body, uh, is pretty much gripped from all around by these, these sort of sickly green glowing, uh, undead hands. And Ro, it is now your turn. I'm going to cast a level five veil on myself 
and try to go past Des into where, like, further into where um, Baz and Charlie were. Okay. So, uh, roll me a deceit on that, and that is a target five. All right. So two of my dice fell, but I'm still going to use that because it's pretty good. That's a five total. (laughs) Just play it where it lies because it's good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I will accept it. Okay. Okay. So you have now thrown a veil of yourself uh, and it's target five. It seems like it it worked uh, very good. If you want to try to zip past them, you can. It's still going to be crossing those multiple zones um i will say though if you want to you can try to uh tap into your own sort of uh your your fey instincts sort of there's a there's a light-footedness that you feel that you might have an instinctual ability to capture in this moment um, but I'm going to, it's definitely going to prompt you to make the choice at a, a low roll, but it's definitely going to be there because this is something you haven't done before. If you want to, you can attempt to do that, or you can tell me to bugger off and not try that. No, I, I think I'll get high on my own magic supply and try that. All righty. So to summon that forth, um, you are operating at a minus one. And I'm going to say that it's going to be a deceit target of four. Okay. So with my plus four and my minus one, I have a six. Whoo, hot damn. So we're, we're safe, boys and girls and friends. All right. So, for the time, you are able to partially tap into a magical ability in human speed. You particularly get the benefit that when you are trying to sneak through zones that have, uh, like, difficult terrain and stuff, you are not affected or slowed by that. So... Basically, moving around through the crypt sneakily for you right now is not going to be considered a hindrance as you are leaning into some of your own fey power. Perfect. I'm going to do the thing and go where I want to go, but sneaky. It takes you this round to sort of summon that up as part of like getting the veil on yourself and realizing that you have that as an option. So you haven't moved any further into the crypt yet, but on future rounds, you will be able to do so uh, much easier. Sylvester. Yep. It is your turn. Oh, okay. So where's everybody else? They're going down. Um, Albion is in the crypt area. He's a little bit into the crypt, has just fired a shotgun. Um, Dez is also down a little behind Albion, and Ro is still kind of on the stairs, but she poofed from view. And Beaumont is behind you at the the door into the mausoleum. Oh, okay. Um, So it's like a narrow hallway or something? Yeah, it's it's a somewhat narrow hallway. You are able to freely move past your 
uh, your allies, though. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, now, is there anything lying around that I could use as a weapon or something? Well, since you're in a crypt, the answer to that is yes. And the answer to that is also bones. <laughs> okay, I'm taking a bone. Is there like a femur? I'm I'm gonna say there is something at least femur adjacent. Well, then I'm going to take something that's femur adjacent. Yeah. Okay. So maybe a humerus. Okay. Ooh. Hey, I wasn't even doing that for the joke. It's it's a decent enough bone. All right, I'm taking it. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you going to be uh putting some putting some hurt on somebody? I mean, isn't like Albion kind of like shooting? So I don't really want to get in front of that. Well, you or do. Did he, did he already shoot his shot? He already shot his shot. Okay, so I guess I'll move ahead and I don't know, smash this bone. All right. So uh, I'm gonna say that since you moved and you know grabbed something, that you're gonna be attacking at a minus one for supplemental action, but uh. Go right ahead. You have your improvised weapon talent, so give me that roll. Okay. Uh, that's an eight. <laughs> Holy shit, Darius. <laughs> this is why I put all its points in fists. I already told Legendary. you. Legendary. When he gets to you eight, s- he's going to be Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. <laughs> <laughs> Did he you just kill his own? I was bone. fucking serious the whole time. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Um, I'm laughing especially hard because I rolled a die roll of minus two. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> so you are, in fact, connecting for eight actual damage. And I'm going to roll that as an improvised weapon, a bone will count as a, let's call it a, I guess a weapon two. Yay. So, um, all right. We're going to pop a consequence on there now. Um, yeah. Uh, you have taken your not a leg bone and very spitefully have broken the leg bone of of undead Baz. Yay. So uh, that is the uh, severe consequence. That's the uh, the third level consequence that they just had to take to prevent themselves from being knocked out immediately. Um, Yeah, they have broken leg. I thought it was Charlie, so I just messaged Charlie. Uh, so Darius may have just one-shotted you. Oh, no, you're not dead. Aha! I cannot die so easily! Not yet, but soon. <laughs> All right, so... You're working on it. Um, incredible. Um, that was... That was a power round. Awesome. Back to top of initiative with Beaumont. Uh, he is in a different zone from everybody else. Uh, Roe is pretty much the only one that could still have line of sight on him. And you can tell that he is throwing around some pretty heavy magical shit. Um, like you can see him doing those lancing uh, beams of fire that you saw when you fought with him in the Mandragora Garden. And um, yeah, 
Those don't get those don't get brought out lightly, but you've only ever seen him in a fight twice. This is the second time. Uh, Albion. All right. Um, I don't know if zombies would be offensive in the sight of Odin. I don't um, actually know. Hmm. You don't think that Draugr would be a problem for Odin? You know what? Good point. All right. Shotgun is getting slung back over my shoulder and I'm pulling out Gugnir. All righty. And Kerblam. Remember, you do have a consequence you can choose to tag if you want to add a plus two. I'm sorry, plus six. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to use the fact that he's off, that Baz is off balance from her leg to fire a shot at her that she is not going to be able to really avoid. Okay. Just going to use that opportunity of her staggering from that to close the distance and pop one right in the skull. That is a plus three, so that is a guns of seven. Cool. Well, uh, the defense there was a plus three on the roll, which means you still win. You win by two. And your weapon is a three. And the tag is a six. So the action... Holy shit. Uh, good. Great. So that's, if my math is correct, 11. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make a GM ruling right now, and that is that uh, zombies don't, like, N NPC zombies don't get to take extreme consequences. How about that? All right. Um, yep. Bass is down. Yay. All right, go, uh, go team, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> team. Okay. Uh, Dez, it is now your turn. All right, now um, she's going to try sprinting now that Baz is down and Charlie is, uh, you know, kind of stuck. Yes. She's going to try to go deeper into the crypt to find the source of the heartbeat. Okay. Um, oh. make me an athletics because you do need to cross some difficult zones and, uh, we'll see how far you can get. That's a zero. So I would like to tag a fate point. <laughs> okay. Tag an aspect. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to do, Hey, I can actually do this. <laughs> gonna try to find find it within me even though it's a scary situation um just try to muddle through it because um it's only going to continue to get scarier if we don't find the source of what's causing this and as she's as she's running uh, can she just try to be aware um if there is any uh you know crazy circles on the floor that she might not want to step on all right um make me an Alertness roll, and I'm going to say supplemental action, so give me a minus one, because this is a lot of attention that you are paying in a uh, not well-lit room. Okay. Uh, alertness, and that is a three. Okay. Uh, yes, you, you have the good you have the good catch of seeing that there is a uh, fairly complicated something in the middle of the room, uh, it seems like it has uh, been activated or has discharged. Um, it's not glowing. It doesn't seem to be prepared to do much of anything, um, especially because it looks kind of like it maybe broke. 
So, um, yeah, it is making the terrain difficult, but you can get around it easy enough. So you can get through this first chamber of the crypt and into the the next crypt chamber. And as you move, you can feel that that bass is getting louder, um, even though the gunshot in an enclosed space or two were both very loud and it's hard to hear a lot of things right now. This is just one of those things that you don't hear, you feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've you've been to a loud concert before. You know how that go. Yep. So you can feel the the pulse getting stronger as you go. And you also can hear uh, just barely um you know, this would have otherwise been a pretty loud thing to have been hearing. Uh, but again, you have your your hearing is impacted. It's the clattering of bones. Ugh. So you get the impression of shapes moving in the darkness of this room ahead of you. And now it's Rose's turn. So Rose going to make her way like past Dez and try to get further in okay uh great so roll me an athletics roll um to cross multiple zones right do i have a target because i got a three uh that basically just tells me how far you can go because this first zone um, you still have to deal with the difficulties of traversing the zones, but you can do so stealthily without issue. So make me a stealth roll at the same time. Stealth is a three. Okay. So you pass by Charlie without Charlie really doing much of anything. Um, doesn't seem like... Charlie's uh, zombified corpse has taken notice of you as you zoom past. Um, you you lightly step around the obstacles around you, um, moving moving faster than you feel like you've ever moved before. Uh, you don't know if it's adrenaline, nerves, or anything, but you you feel speedy. So uh, I believe you can cross an extra zone too. Uh, so you get into that room where where Dez is sort of at the at the entrance of. And uh, as you move in, you sort of instinctively dodge out of the way of colliding with something moving in there. And it seems like it's bones. It's bones. Rattly bones. Up and moving. Bones. Skellingtons. Yeah. So, bones. Yes. So you now have some bones that are moving, and uh, you scoot to the other side of that room uh, because you rolled well, and because your veil is so good, um, it seems like none of them have turned to follow you. You are also in functionally the pitch dark now. Cool. But you do know that the source of whatever that base is is getting louder and louder. All right. Bone Tornado. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. 
Well, it, it, less tornado and more uh, skelemen. Either way. Sly, you're up, my dude. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess I'm gonna hit the other one. You gonna you gonna knock Charlie over? Yeah, why the fuck not? All right. Uh, Charlie is. Uh, I yeah. I'm gonna be tagging the aspect on them against them. So go for it. Roll that fists. Okay. Uh, six. Whew. Woof. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't knock, you don't knock, uh, zombified Charlie's head clean off, but you come close. <laughs> There's like a few strands. So, so, uh, that is a severe consequence. Nearly headless. Bonk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do you have a supplemental action from uh, having just gone over and done a good whack? Uh, she's still ever she's still moving. Um, uh, yeah, his his corpse is still oh, still it's... going. OK, uh, I guess I'll hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, I, I I'm going to go with like you got to do something. I don't think I, you're you can usually do the same action twice in a round. OK, but like I'm going to say that you can go for not throwing your bone at this, like not doing the bone attack. I'm going to let you do a kick. OK, kick it is. What's uh, It's a nine. <laughs> OK, cool. Um, are you going to choose to freely tag the aspect that you just put on there? Uh, I forgot what that means. Uh, it means that you can tag an aspect for extra effectiveness without needing to spend a fate point because you're the one that caused it. I guess aim low and go high, so I'm going to deliver a... No, you're you're not tagging your aspect. You're oh. tagging its aspect of nearly headless. Oh, okay. So I guess I'm going to change nearly headless to headless. <laughs> um, Yeah, when I roll a three minus on the dice, you goddamn sure you are. All right, cool. So I'm going to round out the head off. <laughs> Um, yeah and there there is absolutely some like open object in this room and uh like it it's a sarcophagus it's one of the, uh yeah it's there's a sarcophagus in here and you roundhouse kick the head against the lid of the sarcophagus which then falls into the sarcophagus and the lid closes on top of it. <laughs> you scored a goal. Red. I'm going to have my phone play uh, Samba Dijanay for a little bit. <laughs> oh, my word. OK, incredible. Um, now that that's happened, uh, Dez. I'm going to need you to roll me an athletics against something. And it's a skeleton. Oh, I actually rolled good. Okay. Uh, um, that's five. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, okay. I've never rolled a good athletics before. <laughs> okay. Uh, good. Peloton. It, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I... 
I'm going to use uh, I'm going to put a tag on you from the scene that I probably should have mentioned, which is that it is very dark uh, mm -hmm. and that will go away when a light source gets close to you. So even with even with putting that minus two on your athletics roll, it only meets. So you are going to take one physical stress because some bones did touch you. But boy, howdy, you Ew. got out of the way. Something touched my ah! You so know, do that I, girl flail that girls do. <laughs> I'm going to say that the physical stress is just from the stress of being touched by living bones. It's not even like it hurt you or anything, but like it really sucks. This is not how I usually make friends with dead people. <laughs> So top of initiative is Beaumont, who is out of sight uh, for all of you, but you can hear, you can still hear that he is uh, throwing some spells. Like only Albion and Sylvester really can hear that because everybody's got their sort of deadened hearing problem, but he's doing it loud. Uh, Albion, speaking of you, uh, it is your turn. All right, I'm going to move into the next room and notice these Skelemen. All right. So obviously I see one taking a swing at Dez, and that's not a thing that flies. So I am going to shoot that skeleton in its skull. <laughs> okay, you have the light source, so anybody uh, in that area no longer has the very, very dark scene tag acting against them. So great, uh, make that roll. All right, that's uh, not as good. It's a neutral, so the gun's attack of four. Okay, well, you still hit. You still meet. Which, um, actually, I'm trying to remember if that's a successful defense or not. You know what? I don't care. You hit it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm just being lenient, because I did it for Christine. She met, but I still gave her the one stress. So just for this, you know what? You get to return fire successfully, just with a zero attack. That's technically not how the game works, but from now on, I'll remember. Whatever. Uh, weapon three. Odin don't like these, but uh, yeah, you you shoot and um, it doesn't it doesn't quite get head. It's a, wow. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, please do. That's not how I want that to be said. Um, <laughs> you don't hit it in the head. Like. But you blow that clavicle right off. So, good job. You shot it. It's damaged. There are several of them in the room. That's a thing that you now realize since you have a light source. So, that's a problem. Uh, Des, the concentration on your... Uh, the, the previous thing that you were doing to try to keep Charlie pinned in place... You don't feel like you need to keep it up anymore. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. I would like to try to somehow continue to search for that heartbeat while trying to avoid the skeletons at the same time. Okay, so you're going to try to get through this room uh without getting roughed up by skeletons. Is that correct? Actually, I think maybe I'll just cast Leganta at um, a close by skeleton. I will. I will remind you, you don't actually have to cast 
throat version of the spell, you can try to use that spell to affect a whole zone. It just means you have to conjure your power with a conviction roll first. Um, yeah, actually, I think I do want to try that. Because magic isn't just restricted to the rote spells. You can do try you can try to do a big version of this effect. So Yeah. No, she'll uh, try to get all the skeletons. Okay, so the maneuver base target is three, and the uh, affecting an entire zone is going to be one extra. So you need to conjure four. We have a conviction, conviction roll. Alright, that is a five. Sweet. If you had failed, it would have fizzled out and you wouldn't have moved on to the next part, the discipline roll, to try to control the power you've summoned. It says another mental damage? Yes, one more mental stress for casting a spell. Need a new character sheet. I keep poking holes in it. (laughs) Oh no. Get all the skeletons? (laughs) Uh, What was your discipline roll? Oh, my discipline roll. Uh, Discipline is six. Okay, yeah, you have controlled it. Fantastic. Uh, Yep, all the skeletons uh, are now basically rooted in place by a a variety of grasping, glowing spectral hands. So there you go. Uh, They no longer present an obstacle while moving through the room in the same way. So good job. Can I do a movement as a supplemental? You can, and just a reminder, it is at a minus one. Yeah. And that's athletics, right? Correct. Okay. And there's light in the room now. There is light in the room now. Ah. Nope, that's a... It's a zero. <laughs> well, you aren't out of the room yet. Yeah. You, uh, you are still trying... I'm gonna say that you are trying to move carefully, uh, because... You like as you try to pass the skeletons like they're they're trying to swing their arms at you just because they're rooted in place doesn't mean they can't still try to swing at you. So you're moving very carefully in response and you don't quite make it out of the room yet. Yeah. Ro, your turn. So because there's light in the other room, can I see where I am any better? Uh, Where you are now is dimly lit. So... If you want, make me an alertness roll. Uh, it's going to be, I guess I'll call it uh, a minus one. All right. That in total is a two. Okay. Um, you, you don't still, you still don't know where the source of the, the heartbeat, quote unquote, is. Uh, but you do know that um, there are more things in there uh you can see that uh a couple of uh sarcophagi have been pushed open and there are a couple of uh dead people that are up and about and they don't look like they're quite as fragile as the skeletons in the previous room all right how how many are we talking here we're talking two Okay, but so, two is two is enough that they could absolutely take you apart if they wanted to. Yes, two is more than one. Um, I'm going to, and I'm I assume I'm at the edge of the wall, so I'm going to run towards the other side of the wall and shoot at one. 
Okay. Well, you're not being stealthy anymore, though you still have a veil going. All right. Okay. Um, take take either the shot or the movement at a minus one. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take the movement at a minus one, and should I roll? Okay. Guns and then roll your guns. Guns. That's a one. Okay. Um. I guess moving and shooting isn't as easy as it looks in the movies. Thanks, Albion. <laughs> well, running and shooting. I ain't shooting, apologizing definitely. for art. So you did not hit, and now make your athletics roll to see how far you can get into uh, the the crypt beyond here. All right. It's also a one. Well, you can move one zone, so. You have moved into a chamber, and uh, this particular chamber, you now realize, is probably the source of the sound. Uh, it's a little bit too dark to really see anything in here, but you, you, you can feel that, that thumping, uh, that rhythmic thumping happening uh, just really, really strongly in this particular room. And when you cross the threshold of the room, um, well, there is a, a wash of very faint light, that sort of uh, grim purple light again, uh, that you seem to have activated a magical tripwire. And that, that there's a sort of foggy bank of purple light that rushes along the ground around you. Uh, it doesn't seem to have done anything to affect you. However, every one of the undead that you are facing in these rooms uh, starts to glow, like their eye sockets glow now with that that purple light, and they seem to be sort of bathed in it like a, like a slight coating of skin over them. And uh, Dez? Yeah? Your Lagant is not holding them anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Sylvester? Yep. You have just seen some more magical bullshit pop off. Vaguely, but, you know, you know that something bad happened. And uh, you hear the rattling of bones even harder from the next room, where Albion is and where the light is. Oh, so wait, uh, Dez and Gwen are in a different room? Oh, Dez is also in that room, sorry. Oh, okay, I guess I'm going to that room. Okay, uh, it is full of very ominous looking skeletons that are all glowing a faint purple with that uh, very strong sort of like eye socket glow that you expect from pulpy horror. Yeah, it's happening. Neat. There's a lot of them now. You still have a bone. I do have a bone. <laughs> and there is uh, there's one that did, you know, take a good strong hit to the clavicle is from he, a gun. Is he looking at me funny? I mean, they all are looking at you funny. You're the one holding a bone. I'm going to fuck up that one with a fucked up clavicle. All right. Make me that fist roll. Okay. Yeah. Uh, six. Ooh. Well, it's a good thing that you rolled high 
because it also rolled high. Uh, well, no, it actually rolled even, uh, but with the effect that's happening now, um, you it's a good thing you rolled high. So you definitely strike it hard, uh, which is... Uh, it's a two, so that's four damage getting through before anything else applied from, like, say, weapon two. Uh, the weapon two seems, however, to have been uh, negated by a sort of magical... It seems like this is providing almost a, an armor to them. Uh, so to, to sort of prevent that physical harm from getting through to him as much you still strike for a solid four damage when all is said and done. So um, you bust through where that, that ruined clavicle is, and that skeleton is missing an arm now. Yay. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty, badly, uh, pretty badly mangled, so it, it looks like that one could probably go down fairly easy now. Uh, there are seven others in the room, though. Oh, boy. So this is uh this is just dandy. Top of initiative is Warden Beaumont. And nobody knows what's happening with Beaumont anymore. You're all too deep into the catacombs, uh the crypt to really know. You're in too Albion. deep, gumshoe. Correct. Albion. All right. There are eight skeletons in here. One is pretty massively beaten up. Question. Does Holy Touch um, cover their uh, their catch for this armor they've got? Find out. Fair enough. I'm going to shoot that one. Okay. Give me that roll. That is... Sorry. That's three pluses. And so that is a guns of seven. Well, it also rolled three pluses, which means that you beat it by two. So... With your weapon damage coming in at plus three, you shoot, and uh, it seems like that that purple light that is sort of deflecting stuff, it don't stop this bullet. Hell yes. So, yes, your holy touch is absolutely going to punch through the armor that's provided here, and this time... Your mark is true, and its head go patoo right off. Skeleton down. Yay! Another one. <laughs> All right. Um, are you doing any supplemental action, or is it Des? Uh, I'm gonna try and move up to um, kind of stick close to Des, and hopefully, uh, keep some of the fire off of her so that she's not isolated. Okay, make me an athletics roll, because uh, this is a uh, difficult zone to move through now. All right, my athletics roll is a four. Okay, yep, you're able to uh, dip and dodge around so that you are not uh, grabbed by the ghoulies, as it were. Uh, Dez, Albion has moved over to provide you backup as... Uh, Slides on the other side of the room, swinging mm -hmm. a bone. Uh, what do you do? There's still six skeletons in the room. Still seven, actually. Okay, still seven. Can I? Uh, I actually. Am, uh, I want to try casting my counter spell. Ooh. See if I can't get the. See if I can't get the purple um, aspect off of them. 
Interesting. Okay. Contra Starry, and it's a it's a level three. Okay. Okay. I like this. Um, give me two seconds. Okay. Because I have never dealt with counter spells in this system before. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you have to do an assessment action, which is free, so you can do it just before you intend to counterspell using lore. So make a lore roll. All right, that is a four. Okay. Uh, good. I, I think that that's, that's a high enough target that, um, yeah, you can tell that it is going to be a three shift to, to break because it's providing two armor to uh, a group. So there you go. I think you can do it with your three. And since it's a rote, you don't actually have to summon it. You just have to control. So roll your discipline. All right. That is a six discipline. Holy. Wow. Okay. Well, you done did it. You done broke the uh, the magical armor that was uh, providing some extra juice for these guys. How dickety. So, uh, good job. That means that they are not going to be quite as scary. Uh, Ro. Yippee. Ro, I would like to give you a really strong offer here. So, I'm listening. At the end of this encounter, you are going to have to roll against the choice. And I'm giving you a fate point because I'm compelling you. I would like to compel you one step higher to dig even deeper into your fey nature you'll get a two fate points after the roll is successful or not okay so that's me getting two fate points just to risk basically becoming Becoming an npc NPC. okay all right so i this won't that. this won't permanently increase the level of those rolls, but it will for this one. I will take that because if something goes wrong, I can always use those fate points to save my ass. <laughs> Remember, you get them after you have rolled the choice. Yeah, but I yeah, okay. I yes. All right. You uh, you remember that you had that light of summer that you used to uh, find the hidden entrance and you used that light of summer to warm yourself on the night that you decided to swim directly into Shadrach's lair. Why not use the light of summer as light? All right, I, I'm going to tap into that and try to, I guess, channel that warmth and that light that I had. Okay, give me a deceit roll, and because I am doing a thing where you are going to be taking another good fate point after this, I think the side effect is that your veil ain't really going to do much because you are sort of reversing what you're doing. Okay, so do I have a base deceit I have to roll at? Yes, and it's going to be a four. That's a two. (laughs) All righty. If you want this to work, you gotta pay. Yes, I will spend a fate point. I want to use half manic, half pixie thief girl, because I am half something, 
and I know that I can do this, I just don't know exactly what it is. So I'm channeling the magic I know how to do, even though I don't know what it is. Okay. Yep, you are using an instinct that is, until now, mostly untapped inside of yourself. And you're aware that your veil is really not effective anymore, as this is that same kind of light that you used to pierce through someone else's veil. But you now have... You have a glow about you. You are your own light source now, as a warm, summery light gently emanates off of you, Ro. And you can now see with much better understanding the room that you are in. And you see that there is a device that was constructed in the middle of the room. Um, you know those, you know those like uh, those birds that like dip their head into water over and over again? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like that, but driven by like cams and stuff so that it is on a perpetual turning. It seems like something has started this into motion and that it has uh, enough energy going to it, uh, just like from physics, that it's going to keep this up for a while. Um, it will weaken over time and become, you know, less and less loud and nasty, but uh, it'll eventually drive itself out because it's not a perpetual motion device. But for right now, it is slamming a, uh, I guess you would call it a hammer, um, onto a flat surface that is causing a very loud, you know, slam uh, to happen every time. It's like if a hydraulic press went real, real fast. Okay. So you can see that that device is in there, and you can tell it's not run on anything electrical, but there is some mechanical process that is causing the arm to continually lower and raise back up, and you see it is cam-driven so that it can continue to rotate that way. And now... Now, Sylvester, uh, you can tell that there is some sort of light that has shown up in uh, a deeper room and uh that's unusual because you haven't seen roe for a hot second but now something is glowing in there and it's not that weird purple glow it's it's something warmer and uh friendlier and the motion is what catches your eye from all the way across the couple of crypts, because now you can see this large device in motion. You don't totally know what it is yet, but the motion of it catches your attention. What will Sylvester do? Uh, hit another skeleton. Okay. All right. Make me that fists roll. Uh, seven. Holy shit. Uh, that's a lot. Okay. Um, you smack... One of these skeletons, it no longer has its uh, magical empowering empowerment. So uh, you, I mean, with with the roll I got, I think you just like hit this guy right at the weak point in the spine, you know, just under the uh, just below where the ribs are. And it goes whoop, whoop, and just sort of uh, the top half goes clonk onto the bottom half and 
onto the floor. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you are now in a room with six skeletons, and a few of them have decided that you are the thing that they should really be beating up because you're currently hurting them the most. So we're going to have a few swings taken at you and roll athletics against them. Uh, first one. Uh, no. Shadow Dancer. Uh, uh, explain what this one does again. Use fist to dodge instead of athletics. Oh, shit. Okay, roll fist to dodge instead of <laughs> athletics then. Yeah, okay. So I just roll four like normal or... You just okay. roll a normal dice roll, but with fists instead of athletics. Eight. Holy crap. <laughs> you are water, my dude. You have moved around this pitiful uh, skeleton swipe. Uh, another skeleton swipe comes your way. Okay, so roll again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, six. I rolled worse than last time, so we're just going to keep moving. Third okay. one. Uh, five. Okay, this one actually hits you. <laughs> Finally. Uh, <laughs> it's only going to deal you two physical stress, however, because it's not a good hit. It barely beat you. And it's not magically empowered anymore, otherwise this would have been hitting for a lot more. Would this qualify under tough stuff? <laughs> um, okay, a fourth one is like, oh, he actually hit him. All right, let's do it. Roll one more. Uh, six. I rolled worse than last time, so nope. All right. On the other end of things, Albion, you've got a skeleton swinging at you, and Dez, you have one swinging at you. Albion first. All right. I wish I could roll guns to dodge. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be something? That is yeah, a three athletics. I tried looking for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three athletics. Um, you are going to... Oh, that meet. So you actually uh, meet and defend. So you are okay. Uh, you are able, let's say, to bat it away with, with uh, your gun. <laughs> Desdemona. Okay. That is a... Uh, that is a one... Okay, well, it is rolling a five at you for its fists, so... Oh, no. You can spend fate points, or you can take some damage. I mean, you're going to probably take a damage no matter what, but you can spend a fate point to reduce it to tag an aspect. Uh, could I maybe take a mild consequence or something? You can. And that would reduce it to, in this case, three damage, because it's also got a weapon one for its claws. Or, um, you yeah, know, bones. so okay. yeah, I can cut, I can block out the three on the physical and take a mild consequence. Okay. Um, I'll say that this one, like, swipes at your face and you're barely able to get your face out in time, but uh, it does give a bit of a jagged scratch across... Uh, like your the top of your forehead near your hairline, which bleeds and looks worse than it actually is. Okay. Tom knows why. Well, yeah, any sort of uh, facial wound always bleeds like a stuck pig. Yeah, it's this is like the area that wrestlers would s secretly slice themselves with a razor to make it look like they've been hurt. Yep. Oh, jeez. Bleeding. It's a practice a lot of companies have banned. Yep. All right. Our company should have banned it. <laughs> well, 
unfortunately, uh, these skeletons don't fight by Vince's rules or anyone's. So uh, we have a couple of bigger boys and they have noticed Roe in that room now. So they're going to try to move in to where you are. And both of them are able to enter the room with you. Uh, they are not a fan of this light that you are shining. And they can now see you, so they're going to try to uh, do a big old pummel. Okay, uh, first one is roll uh, a defense, which I believe is athletics. And the first one is swinging at you with a fists of four. Do I have to beat a four? You have to match a four to not take damage. Well, your boy got a three, so... Okay. Uh, this is going to put three damage through to you, then. Oh, okay. All right. So, as as these, like, desiccated fists sort of <laughs> down at you, it does hurt. And the next one is taking a swing also. So roll me that uh, athletics versus a four. That's a four. Oh, God. OK, good. <laughs> OK, so um, you don't want to get hit like that again. So you manage to duck out of the way as another one swings uh, at you and you manage to avoid being clubbed in the same manner. Uh, we'll pass Beaumont's turn because, again, no one is near him. And Albion, you have you also have noticed this this light in the distant room uh, and your your uh, your vision has been attracted to the motion in there because you're trying to keep your head on a swivel. All right. Oh, shit. Ro. Dan Sylvester, you got this? Probably. Not sure. Look, I got to go after Ro. Yes, go help her. Okay. Um... I'm going to move in to try and catch up with Ro. Okay. Um, are you taking your light source with you? Um, no, I'm tossing the flashlight to... Uh, I'm going to just, as I'm running, like drop it somewhere where it's on a high point so it keeps the room illuminated. Uh, where you are right now, there isn't really much of a high point, but dropping it on the floor will make it so that it's not just dark. Okay, that'll do. Okay. Um, I will say that when the like washes of magic did pass through, the, the mag light flickered a few times, but it's still functioning. So make me an athletics roll to cross some zones and see how far you can go. Alrighty. That is a plus three to my athletics. So that is a five. Okay, you can you can actually make it uh all the way to the zone where Row is. So there are two desiccated corpses that are standing in front of Roe, who is glowing and generating this warm, soft summer light that uh, is has been uh, illuminating the room. This is not something you've ever seen Roe do before. You also are in a room with a very large uh, machine. Its sole purpose seems to be slamming uh, a big flat metal object against a big flat metal floor to create a very loud boom that reverberates and is just painful in this room to be to be around. Right. Um. All right. 
so I am going to... I am going to just be very, very, very angry that things are attacking Rel. I'm going to shoot one of them. Okay. I'll worry about why Rose glowing later. Right now there's Able Skeleton to deal with. So, okay. mm -hmm. four pluses. That is a gun's attack of eight. Wow. Well, that connects f for four plus weapons three. So, seven. Um, Ro, there is a bullet hole in the wall right next to you. And the corpse in front of you has a matching hole. It's not dropped yet, but it definitely has its attention shifted. Des. Your George Romero bullshit offends Odin. <laughs> Des, you have to follow that line. <laughs> um, can I try to make it into the room? Uh, you can attempt to leave Sly behind. Go for it. And that's athletics? Mm-hmm. That's a one. Okay. You make it into the next room. It is still difficult in there. Uh, the light is still not great. Uh, it's mostly dim light that you're using to navigate, so you can't make it all the way into that pat that last chamber. You can see into the last chamber, however, and you can see the mechanical contraption that is generating the, the sound. Can I do um, a supplement? Absolutely. I, I would like to cast Aggresso um, at the machine. Are you going to use it as a rote, or are you going to try to throw more shifts of power into it? It it's a four shift already, so um, I I think that as is I'll probably just keep it like that because I I'm, it's a supplement, so it's already going to be a minus one. Okay, I will I will give you the option to do an assessment as a free action. Uh, so give this give this a lore check to see how effective you think you have to be. Uh, five lore. Okay, um, you think it's going to take more than that. You think it's going to take six shifts of, of success to stop this thing from doing what it's doing. I have two fate points. Okay, um, I have two more mental stress I can take. Okay, um, I think I will try to cast a bigger aggresso then. Okay. Um, go for it. You have to hit a conviction of six to summon enough power to make it happen. Oh, that's not going to do it. Uh, that is a... Oh, I can't math anymore. Okay, it's a one. Total? I have a three conviction and I rolled two negatives. Holy shit. Yeah. How many fate points do can, can you burn? To, do you have enough? I have two fate points. Oh, no. So that's not going to be enough. So I will. Okay. I will give you a fake uh -oh. point right now to deepen your debt for sponsored magic to Mr. Jack. <laughs> Is it worth it? Uh... <laughs> and what happens if it just goes out into the into the. Oh, space. if you don't if you don't make the conviction roll, you don't summon the power. The discipline okay. roll is the part where it can be backlash or fallout. Uh, that just 
No, I'm I'm not going to do that. So you're going to pay me a fate point to avoid the compel. Yeah. She's not looking. She, she. I will tell you that uh, additional details. Oh, boy, you really want this to happen. You will not be letting Mr. Jack out or anything of that sort. This may actually surprise you how it turns out if you allow it to happen. Oh, fine. You know what? Just give me that fate point and let's 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 have fun here. Let's shoot the machine. You you are trying to conjure up this power and you feel like you're just at the threshold of being able to do so. And you you've been here before and you know what's going to happen next. And it's silent. You reach out to try to get that help from your otherworldly patron and you get nothing. What three aspects are you going to tag? All right, to to make to make the the spell work or yes, to reach to make, out to Nope, to make the conviction roll a success. Okay. Um haunted hunted mouthpiece of the supernatural um because i'm trying to work some supernatural magic uh born with a gift um i have magic in me and um i i really want to <laughs> i really want these zombies gone uh and let's see i'm gonna actually tag sometimes jack helps me no that's bad be- but emphasis on the sometimes part <laughs> Because he's not right now. You feel, you feel in your soul that your debt has somehow gotten deeper to Mr. Jack, but you do not hear or feel him present. And you conjure up the power to make this happen. Now roll to control it. And that's what, discipline? Yeah, discipline six. Um, discipline five? (laughs) Okay, so to make this work, Fallout's not an option. Backlash is. You would need to make a, take one shift of physical stress to make up the difference. Uh, okay, I've got a two available, so. Okay, because Fallout would allow some of that power to leak out into the room around you, and it would not dis- stop this device immediately. It would damage mm-hmm. it heavily, but if you take the backlash, it will work and you take one physical stress. Okay, and uh, that's also a mental as well for doing a spell. Correct. Boy, oh boy, she is all tore up. (laughs) All right. But she is also successful. You launch this empowered version of a spell that you have used before at this machine, knowing that this, if you take this out, then all the undead stop moving. You have the creature with the hole in it turning and racing toward Albion to deal retribution. You have the one other desiccated corpse raising its arms over Roe to try to bring them down again uh, to try to, to bash the source of this unnatural light. And you have skeletons surrounding Sylvester, who is just dodging and barely getting out of the way of these, these raking skeletal claws. And outside, you see Warden Beaumont, who is throwing magic as hard and as fast as he can, trying not to damage the environment around him. And his caution might cost him dearly, 
as it seems like he just can't throw enough power without really just messing things up. And the horde of undead risen from the graves around him descend on him and are about to engulf him and burst into the mausoleum to try to destroy you all. And that is when your spell hits its target and breaks the camshaft assembly and the full thing crashes with an unbelievable sound uh, as as the, the metal sort of twists and collapses and the machine is clearly not working anymore and with that last reverberant sort of earth-shattering echo still in your heads you see all of the corpses slowly stop moving and collapse lifeless again everybody tom here and i know it's been a tense couple episodes but relax we're in the ad break now the zombies and monsters can't get us here we're safe everyone's okay it's all gonna work out just fine anyway we want to thank you all for listening to green mountain mysteries this show has been an absolute blast and has made the absolute shit pit of misery that has been 2020 easier to bear for all of us recording it. Thank you all for, you know, giving us a reason to. I mean, honestly, I'd be doing this anyway, even if there was no one listening, but the fact that you all care means the world to us. Well, after a really tense couple episodes, I could certainly use a drink. And you know what? I think you could too. So why don't you check out WineInsiders.com? It's an online retailer committed to better wine delivered. And... If you go to wineinsiders.eqwh.net slash ppn, you can enjoy 10% off your first order of tasty, tasty grape juice for grown-ups by using the code ENJOY10. Now, if you're like me and your only experience with wine has been that free sample they give you when you're an adult at an olive garden, this is a great time to get started and a great discount to get started with. Thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our show, as well as shows like Cult Classics, No Dice, and The Ghoul Tank. The Ghoul Tank is a pretty delightful show, honestly, where they come up with a new cryptid every week. Our lovely GM has actually guest starred on that show. It's a trip. Go ahead and listen to it. Listen to every other show on our network, for that matter. We've got a whole gaggle of great folks on there. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, you can check out our Twitter and our Facebook, at GMMCast. The show relies on word of mouth to get folks listening to us, so listening to our show, recommending it to folks you think might like it, posting about it or tweeting about it, that's a great way to help us out. And if you tweet about our show using the hashtag GMMCast, you could have an NPC named after you. For example, the boat captain... Captain Rodriguez is named for Nico Rodriguez from A Fool's Quest. He's a good friend of the show, great guy, 
you can check him out at NicoRawDM on Twitter. We're going to be doing a bonus Q&A episode for a one-year anniversary coming up real soon, so ask us questions on Twitter, because we would love to hear what's on your mind. What unanswered questions do you have? And honestly, we just want to see how many people ask when will Albion and Sylvester kiss, because that is a question that we have all been asking ourselves. So if you have questions about that or any other ship, use hashtag AshGMMCast. You can also join our Discord. We have a link for that on our Twitter. We host weekly Jackbox Games nights. And yeah, come check us out. You can uh, hang with a bunch of other nerds, check out other podcasts, stuff like that. It's great. We also have one more thing we want to mention to you. If you like music, we have just released the soundtrack to the first two chapters of GMM, and they're now available at michaelfreitag.bandcamp.com. Now, uh, it's michael, F-R-E-I-T-A-G, dot bandcamp.com. Mike has worked super hard on the soundtrack, so please go show him some love. Now, we're going to get back to the show real quick here, but it's 2020. It's almost October. Everything is terrifying right now, so we at GMMCast would like you to do your part, make sure you're registered to vote, and for fuck's sake, vote against Donald Trump. Because, holy shit. Now, I would say we don't like to get political on this show, but have you listened to it? Have you heard us talk? You know where we stand, and hopefully you'll stand with us. And now that's enough for me. Let's check back in with our good, good kids and see how they're holding up after all them zombie shenanigans. Hey, Alex, you love Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Want to listen to a new Harry Potter podcast? No. Oh. But Sorted is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Cool. What does that mean? It means we're going to sort things. Ash Ketchum's a Slytherin. Shrek's a Gryffindor. Your dog is a Hufflepuff. And all Ravenclaws are robots. Come check out Sorted, not a Harry Potter podcast. On the Pocket Podcast Network. As the device has broken itself and all of the all of the walking dead are no longer a walk-in, much to Tom Bombadil's relief, um, Roe... You just tapped into more of your fey ancestry and power, and uh, we know what the cost of that is. We established this, so you need to roll against, uh, you need to roll discipline against making the choice, and your compel is a uh, target of three. I rolled a four. You feel. Uh, rising from deep within you the compulsion that all changelings have to deal with and it's a compulsion that becomes harder and harder to resist uh, as you turn your like activate more and more of those abilities and sort of uh, tap more and more into your fey nature and uh, you feel that that choice is there, but you are able to keep yourself calm and collected and grounded in the moment, in your own reality, and keep yourself from having to make that decision right now. You, you're able to 
uh, fight back th- against that compulsion to either become immortal and uh, release yourself of that that sort of fey half of you or give in to your nature. And for the moment, you're still just Roe. Cool beans. I assume everyone is pretty exhausted at this point because that was a lot of activity very quickly. Also, um, there were just a lot of loud noises and, you know, um, gunshots and stuff that did happen from inside of the mausoleum in the crypt. Uh, and uh, the fact that there was a thudding loud enough to sort of echo and reverberate through the entire graveyard, you feel like, hey, this might draw some attention. So what is your exit plan here? Get to the goddamn boat. But also, we need to collect stuff here. Yeah, and also probably let Pyburn know that we have corpses on the island. Or someone. Does Sylvester have any uh, medical supplies with him? Because Desdemona is still bleeding from the face. Yeah, because he's got the coat that has a bunch of pockets. Excellent. So Uh, naturally he has a med kit in there. She's probably going to just ask Sylvester to try to help get, you know, like, stop the bleeding and try to get as much off of her face before they get onto the boat and the captain sees that and questions. He's going to put his finger up. Just to stop her for one second, as he basically, you know, uh, kicks another, kicks what's left of a skeleton that isn't moving, and then he goes to patch her up. <laughs> Priorities, I see. Yep. Yeah, uh, Des, you're you're pretty wiped. Um, you don't have any actual consequences of that of said wipedness, so I guess it's not impacting uh, you in any real way. I've got um, a mild consequence of facial bleed. Well, yes, but I'm talking oh, okay. about like exhaustion other than your your moderate consequence of you know uh that that sort of from from using the site recently so no i can't like affect you with the fact that you're tired right now it's just like (laughs) you did just summon a lot of juju to get that done yeah and uh, you also have to wonder i guess about um why Mr. Jack didn't show up. Yeah, that's gonna... She's gonna be thinking about that long and hard. Albion is actually... First of all, he's just gonna make sure Rose okay. Hey, Rose, uh... I don't know what the hell that was, but are you alright? Yeah, I... I'm fine. I... Sh- I'm sorry for going so far ahead. I, I really kind of put us all in danger, huh? I mean, no I think so this whole normal. situation put us all in danger, if I'm being honest. So, uh, I don't know necessarily if, uh, you made things worse, but... Well, no, because I, I, I tripped that wire, and it's the same thing with Shadrach, and I keep... I, Albion, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm freaking out about it, because I keep trying to do things that almost end up getting you guys killed. I... I'm sorry. At that point, Albion's just gonna gently hug her. Look, we're all right. That's what matters. And, to be honest, we don't know what the fuck we're doing either. 
So, uh, you're in good company. Not to mention this isn't the most dangerous thing we've done. Let's be fucking real. <laughs> yeah, we should also probably get anything we need and then clear the hell out of here. Yeah. Grab the device to get some pictures of that magic circle, then get the fuck out. Uh, the device is very large. I don't know how likely you, you will be to be able to grab it. So take photos of it then. Go for it. Yeah, I'm gonna do that after, you know, I'm done patching up Des. Yeah. Hey, thank uh, you, Sylvester. Yeah, as, sure. Yeah, as that's happening, um, you hear uh, some footsteps coming into the crypt, uh, and you also realize that those footsteps are a light source because it's Warden Beaumont. And... Uh, He's coming down, uh, he's sort of running in to make sure that everybody is okay. Uh, he sees the, the aftermath of everything, you know, sees that Dr. Cooper Smith is, you know, gently patching up Desdemona, sort of surveys the, uh, you know, the skeletons and the, the corpses and such, and uh, just, okay, so I guess you guys got things handled down here. Uh, hey, good. Chief, how's your hammer hanging? Um, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, hey, good I, shit. Yeah. Um, y you guys, I mean, you you'll see when we we're leaving, but, uh, I hope you guys had less fun to down here than I was having because who boy, um, <clears throat> okay. Oh, we take a deep breath. I think yeah, everyone, everyone's safe. We should go. What the hell is that thing? Is that we what we're going to ask you? Is that what was making the very, very loud noise? Was. Yep. And it looks like you have broken it. Bro broke it. Guilty. Is it? Des actually broke it. Oh, <laughs> not guilty. Well, Ro would have broken it anyway. <laughs> That's okay. Ro can take the take the credit. Whatever. <laughs> I only um, deepened my debt with you know. An <laughs> yeah, of course. You know but why yeah, would you Ro ever take it. credit for that? Ro broke the dam. Uh, he well, he looks at case. it. He looks at it and just uh sort of e examines what he can of it in the light that he's providing. Just trying to get a really quick look at it uh because you guys should really be getting out of here uh he he looks at it and just says this is this is pretty buck wild it's almost purely mechanical uh so that the all the magic going on down here wouldn't just instantly break it so that's pretty incredible let's talk about it later when we're on a boat or maybe not on a boat maybe when we're back in burlington i don't know in the meantime, I'm actually going to take the cell phones off of uh, Baz and Charlie. Okay. Actually, well, and also uh, check, fair enough. Yes. check their wallets. I would say while Albion's doing that, Ro is also kind of near them, just checking to make sure they pretty much just seen what they have on their now very dead bodies. Oh, yeah, of course. Um... Uh, they have they have wallets. They have some cash. You have no idea if the cash is legit. Um, they have some identification. You know that that identification isn't legit. And um, 
they do both have uh, a firearm, a uh, sidearm, and uh, mostly things that you would just sort of expect at this point, um, th- like little little tools and things, maybe a crowbar or a, like whatever you might have to break into a place. Um, uh, one of them, I think, has like not wire cutters, like a fence, like a fence cutter kind of thing. Bolt cutters. Bolt cutters. Thank you. Um, yeah, so they, they've got some some tools for dirty work on them, but not much else. All right. Um, I'm just going to be careful not to leave like fingerprints behind as we're doing this. Okay. That seems wise. All right. So, yeah, we're I'm going to. All right. We need to clear out now. I do not yep. want to have to answer questions about all the corpses. Nope. Uh, yeah, you make your way back to the shore where you instructed uh, Captain Rodriguez to come back and pick you up. And uh, the boat is on its way back when you get there. And um, as you are getting onto the boat, uh, Rodriguez... Uh, seems a little a little tense and uh maybe you know isn't as isn't as polite and cordial as he has been so far for what that's worth uh and he's certainly not extremely talkative it's fine alvin's just gonna find a place to sit and just sit and let the cold air wash over him well i guess hey um if you guys are ever going to hire my services ever again, which thin ice, just to put that out there for a start, just don't lie to me next time. Like, what What was that? Some kind of a rave? I heard the bass all the way out here. That's obnoxious. Honestly, Absolutely man, obnoxious. We were fighting drummer ghosts, so don't even, don't even go there. It was a hell of a seance. You know, okay, if you guys don't want to tell me what the hell you were doing, that's fine, too, I guess. Like, if that means you were doing drugs or whatever, cool. Whatever you ravers do, I'm getting you back to shore. Elvis gonna look him dead in the eyes. The dead came to life. We had to deal with it. Like I said, it was a fucking wild seance bullshit thing. Utter sincerity. Yeah, of course. Um... He just looks at uh, he looks at you and then looks back to uh, the water so that he can, you know, do his job, make sure he's steering the the boat adequately and just. All right, fine, I get the message. I'll shut up. No, you don't have to shut up. I'm just saying. No, it's fine. You guys don't you don't want to tell me what's going on. It's cool. I will get you back to shore. I literally just did. You know what? Uh, new rule that I've just started. I've just started for uh, for my my company here. Um, no talking between the hours of midnight and two a.m. What time is it right now? It's between those hours. <laughs> can we talk amongst ourselves, or can we just not talk to you? No, we're going to enjoy the blissful silence of a winter's night on Lake Champlain. Does that count as talking? No. Do we start now or do we start when you, like, you know, shove off? No talking between midnight and 2 a.m. But you're talking. (sighs) Can we not antagonize the poor man, please? 
You just get on the fucking boat. You are on it, and that's the only reason that he is still taking you anywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, he would probably be like, I don't want to take you back. But <laughs> he doesn't have that option now. Um, yep, so uh, you make it back to Burlington, and you can make your way to wherever you want. It's I'm sure there's a little bit of tension as you pass the uh, Coast Guard dock because uh, who knows if anybody's going to respond to the surprisingly loud and rhythmic noises that were coming from the island, or if anyone even really heard or noticed. But you're not stopped. Uh, you're able to make your way back to uh, back to the dock and to the park without any further complication. And um, he he takes your money. And uh, and says, thank you very much. And Doc. Yeah. This is the last one. Now, please get off of my boat. Thank you. And tell your friends. <laughs> All right. See you. <laughs> I hope I don't. Right. Right. Alvin's just going to leave him a little bit of extra money to be like, look, man, I'm I'm sincerely sorry for the trouble. Is Let's it the money go. that you I'm sorry, is it the money that you took off of the two Oof. the two dead mobsters? I didn't take yes. their money. Oh no. I did. Yeah, we definitely did between probably Sylvester and Roe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is Albion's own money that he's leaving. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna give the boat guy, you know, the mob money. Uh that's what that's for Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. No, I just leave him extra money. Like, look, I, I sincerely do apologize for the trouble, and I sincerely appreciate your generous tip. Now get the hell off my boat. I feel really bad. Eh. This is this is just part and parcel of the Dresden Files universe, my dude. Hey, he got paid, and nobody got hurt. Nobody we care about, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna. I'm going to go through Baz's phone on the way home. All in all, I consider that, you know, that's a positive. Yeah. Well, um, you unfortunately can't really get much of anything off of Baz's phone because uh, you realize now that you're very fortunate to have had the shield from Warden Beaumont to not completely destroy your phone because that wave of magic that... Uh, burst out of there and engulfed them absolutely just fried their phones hardcore. Oh, beans. I'm going to take the SD card out of the phone regardless. Okay. Um, and their same chips. Yes. Uh, you are uh, you are greeted with the fact that you cannot do that thing as the contact seems to have kind of melted a little bit onto there. Oh, I was going to call Rose dad and be all threatening. <laughs> I'm uh, sure we'll get a chance to do that in person. No promises. Okay. All right. Um, Desdemona. Mm-hmm. You are sleeping in your house, of course. Uh, everybody has gone to sleep somewhere. Actually, where is everyone sleeping for the night? Alvin's probably sleeping in his apartment. Yeah, I think Ro ended up going back to her place. 
Sly is also going back to his place. <laughs> okay, so everyone's everyone's just on their own. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Des. Yeah. You are. Uh, you're sleeping, which is oh, thank goodness that's happening. Um, you've you've needed you've needed some good solid rest after the couple days you've just had. And as you are dreaming, uh, you you have a peculiar dream uh, in which you are walking through an unfamiliar area. Um, it's it's a city, and you don't really recognize where you are at the moment. But uh, you you eventually make your way through the city because you're just following your sort of dream instinct of going to a place. Mm-hmm. And you arrive at that place, and you see someone familiar in the middle of a field a public park with a soccer net set up in it and they're kicking uh sort of drilling their shots at this at this goal that has like crossbars in the middle so that you can shoot at different quadrants and practice your aim and this guy is real good which is not surprising to you because it's dr cooper smith you knew that he was a soccer player so surely that's why you're having a dream about this and then something there's something coming up behind him and you know that he doesn't notice it what do you do i'm gonna try to call out to him to try to make him stop and turn around okay uh as you as you do that your voice just catches in your throat in a hoarse whisper uh, a cruel mockery of uh, of a scream and you can tell that he doesn't hear you and that he's too far away for that sound to carry what do you do? If I can't speak can I can I not cast spells? You don't know I only have one more mental stress. I'll try casting Leganta to try to stop it. By the way, this is a dream. Your stress is... It, that scene's over, so this is all quite cleared. Oh. Um, <laughs> so you try to cast Leganta at it, and you, as you cast your spell, you feel something is wrong with it, and you feel as though the ghostly hands that you summon the sort of spectral idea of grasping hands it seems as though that now has grabbed Sylvester Cooper Smith by the leg and you don't totally understand why this has happened and you just turn away under the street lamp and walk back into nothing and wake up in a cold sweat.
Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Thank <laughs> you.